All right, thank you a lot uh, for staying after lunch and excited to talk to you about a portion of my research program. Uh, a lot of it really delving around fire and uh, especially in our native ecosystems. So we have a lot of work going on in Nebraska with our rangeland, uh, shrubland, forest type ecosystems. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity. That's right. Looks good. Thank you. Okay, so driving around Nebraska as a new professor and you do things with sustainability of grassland resources that uh, for thousands of years are a legacy of fire and you see these kind of signs, this is how you total a vehicle, you know, when uh, the shock value of range fires are destructive, help prevent them. Um, so one of the impact statements that I'm, you might see from me in the future is where these signs come down based on our research. And so I'll show you some examples of that. Um, now I want to take a step back with, uh, we're talking about uh, my lab and some of the growth and a lot of the details that I won't show because of a five minute talk is really the result of a lot of work that's going on in the lab. Uh, we've got one postdoc, Dr. Wonka, and then uh, six other graduate students working here right now. A couple of those will be gone in the 2016. And we're fortunate to have funding to bring on uh, PhD student Tori Donovan in January, and then six other graduate positions. Uh, we'll also have a partnered position with Nebraska Forest Service. And all these are associated with uh, fire, rangeland, forest, uh, type of stewardship and resilience in these systems. And starting to understand for these type of study areas, what's driving some of the transformations of what we want in grasslands and forests. Um, that are undesirable and how do we get those products back that's productive and a lot of those ecosystem services we want. We also have a lot of biome level work and continental work that's starting to emerge. Um, so when I talk about biome level work, I'm talking about, you know, here we're looking at the Great Plains, a grassland dominated system, so this kind of off orange color. And there's two novel transformations that are occurring that haven't occurred previously in the, you know, paleo literature. Uh, one of those is associated with a different type of combustion than you were thinking of, but oil and gas development. And we've done some work in it with a novel type of transformation that's occurring at a continental scale. But also juniper invasions, which is associated with the loss of fire, the lack thereof, and the transformation of grassland to things that look like this. And this has already occurred across many areas of the Southern Great Plains. And this is what I'm talking about, this kind of change. This is everywhere where it's greater than 50% cover. And that's shown with NRCS data on private lands. And this is moving north. So watch as I go through. Everything will become this. It doesn't stop. It goes to that end point. So welcome to 30% juniper cover. This is less canyons in Nebraska. So welcome to here. This is 15% juniper cover. And this is everywhere it's present. So Nebraska is right now our front lines of this type of transformation. And so that's where a lot of this support is coming from, is how do we stop something that is occurring at this level? And the reason it's important is because it has a big impact on a variety of ecosystem services. So this is the value that we had from grasslands. If we transform to a juniper woodland and it's negative, it'll come here in the blue. If it's positive, it would go this direction. So livestock production, we see an 80% decline in livestock productivity potential. So that's why you see this big decline. New work out of Oklahoma State shows declines in stream flow, so water resources. Uh, no net change in carbon sequestration, mostly because most of the carbon gain is above ground and that's not a very stable form. 
declines in air quality, but a lot of research and debate in that. And of course, a lot of our loss of grassland birds and uh, wildlife diversity. For this reason, we're seeing this talked about constantly. Juniper invasion, one of the greatest threats to rangeland resources. And in 2014, Nebraska listed as the biggest threat to conservation in the state. So that's what we're focused around. What this has led to, because it's so expensive on a continental scale to do the kinds of management we've done in the past, is to turn back to fire. And so everywhere there's a green, every, all this green is where that biome level transformation takes place. All these dots are where landowners are starting to come together to put fire back on the landscape. So I showed you the why fire is becoming a big issue again and not just talk about the cool things associated with fire. Everywhere you see here in red are areas where landowners are using extreme fire in order to try and take and restore grasslands back from juniper woodlands. And they're getting exemptions to it in a lot of areas and it's building up new capacity with things like understanding the importance of fire and youth getting involved in it. And those are some areas that we're studying. We've also done studies like this where we uh, control extreme fire in wildfire conditions and study them. Uh, so that gets at that extreme fire topic. So here's a short video that shows this uh, from work in Texas. This is in no wind speed conditions. This used to be a grassland, just so everybody knows. This is the kind of transformation we're talking about. Uh, what you'll see is a real extreme form of fire behavior that's typical of our wildfire conditions. Uh, when we actually did this fire, there were wildfires going on around us. A lot like studying a disease, right? As scientists, we control environment in order to study things that are often very dangerous. And this is a, um, a head fire moving in this direction with a slight wind. And because of the fuels distribution, you see something called a blow up. And this is where you have a lot of our firefighters that get in bad situations or, or a surprise occurs. So watch this doubling of flame height that occurs here in a second. Um, and just that kind of non-stationary behavior. Now this transforms systems in a way that's very positive if you're looking at loss of livestock productivity and a lot of this ecotourism and so forth. Um, but we can also understand a lot about just how fire functions. So kind of an interesting video. That's about 40 foot tall flame lengths that I just showed you for a sense of scale. So look at the parking garages around you. But this is, what we're starting to do is link these models together to understand uh, how physical mechanisms, and so this is based on law of conservation of energy, uh, that's been done by fire physicists linked to a lot of our ecological models. And so this is kind of that connection of how do we use fire and actually to restore desirable properties in the system. I mostly show this because I want to show you that we are doing some science and not just doing kind of some pretty videos and pictures. So look at that. Everything's quantitative except uh, some, of those, some of those gaps where we have disciplinary boundaries. So that's what we're starting to merge. Now we're not just looking at some of the science end of it, we're trying to help build transformative capacities in new ways um, and really start to, uh, to look at, our, can we help people do things more effective and, and, and more safely? Uh, this was actually on the front page of Omaha World Herald this week. Uh, the title of this was like, flaming, draw, flaming balls falling from the sky can be good. Uh, <laughs> So now I know how Nebraska football coaches feel with some of the headlines that come out in papers. <laughs> so, you know, there's some video that's embedded in some of those news stories. Check it out. Uh, but we're really trying to look at this in new ways because a lot of the, the science and technology of how we viewed fire has been the same for the last few decades. So can we, can we start to restore what we value from a lot of our rangelands uh, by starting to look at this in, in some different ways? So with that, I thank you.